and it's time for more NEC women's basketball on the run. Welcome back to another edition of our video podcast. We have a full show today. As usual, Craig D'Amico will be joining us. We'll tell you who's getting buckets. We'll tell you about how stats amazing. We'll take a look at the tweet sheet. We'll do it all. Let's go to work. Let's look at where we stand. And there was a lot of love and basketball to sort through this past week. Some teams played four games. In fact, on Saturday, all 10 Northeast Conference women's teams were in action. Of course, Craig tweeted that out. He'll have more on that and more from the tweet sheet later in the show. But he was excited. I was excited. You can't blame us, folks. Finally, no COVID pauses. Ten teams all in action on the same day. It was glorious. As to where we stand now in the aftermath, St. Francis U was tripped up going for win number 10. Flash had won 11 in a row overall, off to a 9-0 and start in conference play. But the St. Francis Brooklyn Terriers put one in the SFU loss column this past week. Mount St. Mary's right there, one game behind SFU. The Mount is in second. They had a 15-day layoff, but they were back in action last week with back-to-back victories. They're eight and two. You see two teams in the three and four spots at seven and three. That's Sacred Heart and Wagner. That's your NEC tournament field if the tournament tipped off today, but you know it doesn't. And to be quite frank, FDU put itself right back into the NEC tournament conversation with three wins last week. So the Knights are eight and six overall. They are one of two NEC teams to have played 14 games. Everybody's past the midway point. Buckle up, kids. Two weeks to go, four tournament spots to finalize, and a lot more basketball to enjoy. That's where we stand. She gets buckets. And we are going up to Merrimack. The Warriors won three games last week. In two of those three wins, Mason Kimball hit the 20-point mark. Kimball is a senior forward. She did not play at all during the 2019-20 season due to injury, but she's back in uniform for Merrimack this year, and lately she's been getting buckets. Now, Kimball, through January, she was averaging only 7.8 points per game. With the torrid month of February, she is up to 12.3 points per game overall amongst the top 15 NEC scoring leaders. She had 20 points last week in a win over LIU, 24 points last week in a win over Central Connecticut, 
in her last five games, she's averaging 16.6 points per outing. She is a senior forward from Merrimack. She is Mason Kimball, and she gets buckets. Now we kick it out to Craig D'Amico. Craig, what do you have for us on the socials this week? Well, Ralph, we take a look at the tweet sheet, and our top tweet is from the Wagner Women's Basketball Twitter account, at Wagner W Hoops. The Seahawks recently celebrated senior night during Monday night's matchup against the Fairleigh Dickinson Knights, honoring their three seniors, Kate Tokohara, Alaysha Daly, and Kalea Edwards. Now, in this tweet from Monday night, the message was quite simple. Thank you, seniors. But it also included some very interesting photos of how exactly we're doing senior night here in 2020 and 2021. Yes, you get the flowers. Yes, you get the big frame photo. And yes, even the parents get to be there virtually on the tablet. Uh, right in center court in the middle of the celebration, including Edwards family, who must have been up late across the pond uh, coming over from England. It's great to see traditions like this continue, especially to reward those players like these seniors for Wagner, who have given so much to all their respective schools over the last handful of years. What's amazing? Stats amazing. Let me tell you what has me in a state of amazement and quite simply, it's just a look at Mount St. Mary's season stat sheet and next to the name Kendall Brzee. Now, Brzee, we were talking about senior night in the Twitter timeout. Well, Brzee is a senior for Mount St. Mary's. She was a transfer, came to the Mount by way of George Washington, was an all-NEC third-team selection Last year, that was her first season of competition in the NEC. And now this season, she's taken it to another level. Kendall Brzee, second amongst NEC leaders in scoring. Second amongst NEC leaders in rebounding. Fourth amongst NEC leaders in assists. She is the Northeast Conference leader in steals per game and sixth amongst NEC leaders in assist to turnover margin. Second leading scorer, second leading rebounder, top five in assists, number one in steals, number six in assist to turnover ratio. And right now, her Mountaineers are number two in the standings eight and two overall, Kendall Brzee is stuffing the stat sheet. Mount St. Mary's is winning games. And quite frankly, folks, stats amazing. And now we take a quick visit out to Craig's corner, our NEC women's basketball insider, Craig D'Amico with the latest. Thanks, Ralph. Last week, we talked about some of the top players in the NEC as we broke down the player of the year race. Today, I want to take a look at some of the NEC's newest stars, some first-year players who, if you don't know their names yet, you probably should because they're already making major impacts with their respective programs. And they'll, of course, be the stars of the future that we'll be talking about over the next couple of years 
here in the NEC. Now, we all know this year it's been an offseason unlike any other with all the safety restrictions and protocols. So think about it. This year for a freshman to get out there and to do what they're doing, maybe it's even a bigger deal than usual. I mean, it's like telling a prospective teenage driver, hey, forget the learner's permit, forget your hours behind the wheel and all that. Just get out there and start driving. That, in, in essence, is what these freshmen are doing here this year. And here have been some of the best we've seen so far. First for the Bryant Bulldogs, I'm going to give a shout out to Juliet Golden, a freshman from Millville, Massachusetts, a freshman forward who worked her way into the starting lineup these last four games since Bryant returned from their month-long pause. And boy, has she taken advantage of being in that lineup and working up front next to Brooke Bajelko. Uh, in these four games, Golden has averaged six points, six and a half rebounds, one and a half assists, maybe a tad bit too excited at times. But of course, with more experience, she'll ease into it. Uh, the future may be golden, would you say, for Juliet Golden and the Bryant Bulldogs. For Central Connecticut, I want to talk about Belle Lansford, a freshman guard from Princeton, Massachusetts, who's played 12 games off the bench. She's seen her time increase due to some injuries that the Blue Devils have suffered. And here's a cool note. She played high school hoops with her sister, Courtney, who now plays softball at Merrimack. And, well, Bell had a big weekend against Big Sis's current school as Bell averaged 13 points in the weekend series this past weekend against the Warriors. So Bell lands for certainly heating up in a big time for the Blue Devils. For FDU, they have a pair of freshmen who really stood out. Devin Scott, uh, a guard who's seen extended time with Rachel Niles opting out this year. We know Coach Ange works those guards pretty hard, and we've seen improvement from Scott as the year has gone along. She had an 18-point game last week against St. Francis, Brooklyn. But Chloe Wilson, who's averaged six and a half points over four rebounds, she stepped up big time for me on Saturday when Maria Roteris went down early in the game against Wagner. Wilson finished with nine points, 11 rebounds. But what doesn't show up on the stat sheet, she was defending Amelia Cristagrava. And with the game tied at 48, final 22 seconds, Kalia Edwards driving towards the basket. She stepped in the way of the passing lane got the deflection of the pass that was intended for EKG. It led to the turnover. It led to Madison Stanley's game-winning shot. Chloe Wilson, a two-time Rookie of the Week this year already, and has shown some great instincts, that uh, great signs going forward. For Mount St. Mary's, they have a pair of freshmen, Jessica Tomasetti, Isabella Hunt, who have played 16 and 11 minutes per game this year, respectively. We know Mount had some pretty good depth coming in. They were deeper than the Mariana Trench. We weren't quite sure how much time the freshmen would see this year, but after a couple players exited the program early, both of these freshmen have maybe seen more opportunity than we anticipated at the start, but both have had their big moments. Hunt had 13 points back in January against Central, and Tomasetti had 12 back in January against Sacred Heart. For St. Francis U, Caitlin Maxwell has been a big part to their impressive start this season. The All-State guard from Everett, Pennsylvania, about an hour outside Loretto, has been in the starting lineup since day two or game two, so to speak. She's a former Rookie of the Year. Kelsey Wood, we've talked about before for Sacred Heart. She has the size. She has the skill. Coach Minetti has made that comparison. She's thrown it out there about the Cat Haynes comparison Wood averaging eight points, seven and a half rebounds. She leads all freshmen in board. She's top five in the conference, and she's second in the league in offensive rebounds per game, giving her offense second chance opportunities, and all this has come off the bench. And how about Fru Horvath for St. Francis, Brooklyn? We talked about her a couple weeks ago. 
Coach Sims said that she's a future all-conference performer, and boy, has she played like that here over the last couple games. She leads first-year players in scoring at over 12-and-a-half, seventh overall in the league, and since Brew has been in the starting lineup over these last seven games, she's averaged about 15 points per game. And on Sunday, she was like Tom Petty's band. She was a heartbreaker on Valentine's Day to the Red Flash's perfect conference record. She had 17 points and 11 rebounds in helping hand SFU their first conference defeat. And oh, by the way, she's wearing the number 23, not just of Michael Jordan, but former St. Francis Brooklyn star Jade Johnson. So Fru could very well be the next star in line wearing the number 23 for the Terriers. So Ralph, the future, certainly bright in the Northeast Conference. A lot of great first year players are stepping up into big roles and doing some great things right now as their teams look to make the push over these next two weeks towards the NEC postseason. Well, thanks to Craig there for the supersized edition of Craig's Corner, running down all of the top rookies from this season in Northeast Conference basketball. So now you listeners out there, you're ready to select your own NEC all-rookie team. Of course, we will have a, an official five-member all-rookie team prior to the NEC tournament tipping off. But Craig did a great job there of outlining all of the candidates. And yes, it does seem that the future is bright in the NEC years down the road but right now we're just concerned with the coming days and the coming weeks as it heats up the regular season winds down but the intensity level ratchets up and the tournament is almost here it's been a long trek folks but we are getting through and we are nearing the finish line we will take you the rest of the way here on nec women's basketball on the run so check back with us next week as we march toward march i'm ralph ventry thanks to craig d'amico this has been nec women's basketball on the run